And welcome to another edition of The Power of Fitness with Jack Nunn, November 13th, 2012. How's it going, Jack? Good, good. How are you? Good, man. Uh, it's been uh, quite a few things uh, I wanted to talk to you about, a few things that uh, have come up that I've seen uh, recently. But let's start. You just uh, you just had an interesting weekend. Tell us a little bit about uh, what you did this weekend. <clears throat> yeah, I, um, uh, I had a <laughs> very interesting weekend. Not as interesting as I've had in the past, but... <laughs> Um, with training and, um, actually did 20, exactly 24 hours of training last week. So it racked it, I racked up the hours. I've been trying to average about, uh, anywhere from 16 to 20 hours a week of training for the Ironman that I'm doing next week. Um, it's next Sunday on the 25th is in Cozumel, Mexico. Um, but anyways, uh, I just bought these new aerodynamic uh, wheels called Zip 1080s and um, had a tune-up on my bike and um, finally took my bike out for a spin uh, (laughs) for the first time. And uh, some people would say that's nuts, that's crazy. Um, How come you aren't training? You know, how come you aren't cycling? Well, I am. I'm actually cycling every day, but I'm cycling indoors. So I'm doing... um, probably on average two indoor spinning and cycling classes a day every day um almost um and that is just creating super uh, strong legs and super strong cardio because um indoor cycling is almost harder than outdoors actually it definitely is because you're breaking the whole time and um uh i did the tour day uh the the tour palm springs the Palm Springs um, Desert uh, Tour. It's a 100, 100 mile century ride. Um, anywhere from 50 or 60 miles all the way up to 130 miles. They had an option this year. Um, I actually got lost on part of the ride because uh, it wasn't marked too well in some spots. So I blew past one of the turns. I actually um, did 110 miles. Mm-hmm. So I decided to turn around. The wind gusts came up to about 60 miles an hour. Um, on the way back, so it was a little sketchy with my wheels being aerodynamic wheels. They had more, um, you know, spacing on them. So if you, the wind blew, you could blow, you know, it blows you around a little bit more. Right. But that's good practice because Cozumel is exactly the same way, except it won't be that it won't be that windy. That's an extreme. So it'll be like twenty miles an hour. But these small cyclists freak out, you know, because of the wind. So. So I just wanted to get used to that. It was pretty sketchy um, in some parts. Um, but anyway, so I did the cycling. I did the, uh, the the tour. Started at UC Riverside. Went out towards the valley. Great ride. Um, police, you know, chaperone, closed off, safe. No, hardly any cars, no yeah. issues. I almost hit a tarantula in the middle of the road, a big, huge spider. Um, and... Uh, just uh, you know it was it was a great ride the wind picked up though the gusts of wind were really bad towards the end so i got out of there as soon as i could um and then it wasn't planned um but i've always wanted to do the silver strand half marathon in san diego and i signed up for that about a couple months ago and um i didn't plan the bike ride to be on the same weekend but it was so what i did was i drove back home um, <clears throat> picked up some things, um, 
and uh, actually uh, picked up my girlfriend and we, we drove down to San Diego and we, we both ran the half marathon the next day, the next day. <laughs> and um, I was kind of freaked out and um, I was kind of drama queen you know just like oh my knees my legs you know I don't know what's going on and and um, I actually felt better than I ever had yeah. but I was a little worried because my knees my knees were my legs were swollen right. I mean they were and um but I actually felt better than I've ever felt. Um, I've, ha- I've had knee surgery, so I was kind of wary, but I but no issue. So um, so I ran it, and while I was running it, it was cool. I felt great, you know, like mile six. I was like, man, I I don't know. I feel really good. I didn't, you know I don't want to hurt myself. I didn't want to race it. Right. But I kept the pace. I you know I think the bike ride kind of numbed my legs. So. I didn't really feel anything, and then um, at mile six, mile seven, I decided to pick it up and just kind of go for it. And I was like, ah, I could hit like low one thirties, you know, as far as time, an hour and thirty minutes. Um, and I remember in the past that I would run pretty fast. I, I was running one thirty. I think my fastest half marathon was one thirty flat in Long Beach, um, ten year like two thousand three. <clears throat> and then um, I ran like a one thirty. Eight, one thirty-five, something like that, and I was like, oh, "I'll just pick it up." And so I felt good, and actually, uh, you know, you use anything in these races to motivate you. And one of the things I had was I had a GPS thing for the first time in a long time, which I've had in the past. So I, I it's up to up to the step, mm-hmm. how fast you're averaging on pace oh, wow. for your miles. Is it like on a watch? Like yeah, that? it's a Garmin, and it's it's a, it's one of the, it's their first one that came out, so it's this big bulky thing on your hand. It, but it's really, it's awesome because it tells you your pace up to the step. Yeah. So you know exactly what you're doing, um, your pace, if you're speeding up, slowing down. It's very interesting because I had a lot of runners run ahead and then drop back, run ahead and drop back. And they use more energy when you do that. And I was keeping the same pace. Nice, right. And I was like, this is very interesting. So anyways, um, uh, so I, I picked up the pace towards the end and one guy that did not look like he was in very good shape was passing me and then I passed him and then he passed me and then I passed him and I'm like, I'm not letting him pass me again. <laughs> and I started getting all like competitive and everything and, um, I actually sprinted the last three miles. So I took up the, the break and sprinted and then at the end I felt great and I ended up with a one, a one thirty four. So it was like a seven ten pace, um, but I felt great, no issues. I'm still yesterday. I trained for four hours. I mean, no days off. Just I mean, it's just the adrenaline's going now. So they say never ever to do that kind of workout because it's not going to really help you. Right. However, for me, it helps with confidence. They're saying it doesn't help with getting used to the event, and they're right. Because uh, you, you still have the rest in between, you're not really doing yourself any favors. You're jeopardizing injury. However, for me, it is it's a confidence thing. It's saying that like I've done this, I can do it again, right. and just a reminder. And then it's also logging in the hours, you know, for the weekend. I don't see. And then the the craziest thing I ever did was I I did a bike ride in Ojai on hills, hundred miles. Drove down to San Diego and did the Rock and Roll Marathon the next day, <laughs> and um, that was dumb. That was not. It was my idea, and a friend of mine and I did it. 
and he still brings it up. This was four years ago. He's like, remember that time, you know, and we dressed up for the marathon and everything. We were wearing our, like, we were wearing our, um, our Speedos or something like that, and we thought it was funny, and we weren't laughing at mile 15. We were like, this is horrible. So... It, it's just it, it logged a lot of hours I got used to all my gear kind of thing um, I you know if anyone's out there uh, that are cyclists even runners um, indoor cycling I mean I just pre- and also rowing yeah. you know as far as cross training uh, you can't get any better um, first of all safety issues you know you're not out there dueling with cars and people and stuff all the time that's where a lot of injuries happen falls you know crashes right. you're done you know, so I go indoors 90, this time, 95% of the time I'm indoors cycling getting stronger. I was whipping by people. Well, that's an interesting know. thing you say because, uh, uh, I've always been told, and maybe it's because of the new, the new equipment, but I was always told that the riding indoors, you don't get the friction that you get out riding on the, on the road. So it's actually easier to, to train indoors than it is to actually be out there. Uh, but with the newer equipment, I think you get more of the resistance that goes along with it. Yeah, um, the friction, uh, as far as like the riding, if you ride for a long time, I could see that as far as like riding for hours on end. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, they have new creams and stuff for the friction as far as sitting on a seat and yeah. stuff, that stuff. But the friction and um, uh, as far as like wind resistance, stuff like that, or, or riding position. My shoulders definitely got tight, my, you know, because you have to see where you're going. Right. Getting used to that, that's my, that was my holdup. Now, I'm not saying that it's the best way, but it's, it's a way, yeah. you know, and it's definitely a really good way to create strength because you can turn that knob up and you're breaking the whole time. Well, I have um, to imagine that that's what a lot of people have to do any, anyways on the East Coast where you have those really cold winters and being a competitive, you know, oh, yeah. a triathlete or something. I think they have to go indoors regardless if they wanted to or not. Right? Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. And, um, and then rowing of course, and with the legs and the cardio and, um, just the fact that I wasn't getting tired and my legs kept moving the whole way. So it was a good, it's just a good confidence builder. I like to do these things to, to ramp up the hours and, um, you know, people talk about tapering, and I'm like, no, I'm working out right through it, you know. So, obviously, my taper, my idea of tapering is, like, take the day or two off before. Right. Um, but work out hard up until then. Don't take a week off. Don't take four days off, you know. Keep doing stuff. That's old school yeah. mentality. And we've tested that on the national team and also um, in college. We were um, right in the, in the late 90s. We, um, we changed that whole, that whole mindset. Um, our coach was like, all right, no more tapering. And we were like, what? You know, and you know, we're working out all the way through. And we, did, we went faster. Yeah. We did better overall. We felt better. Um, on another subject, um, you know, you're, you're a personal trainer. And, and a lot of the things you, I'm reading these days, and, a lot, and actually I heard people talk about and as a matter of fact, one of the podcasts I was listening to on the way over here are uh, situations where people have lost massive amount of weight. Like the guy I was listening to, he lost 100 pounds. Uh, this is back in 06 or 07. Over a period of time, he's been able to keep it off. Uh, you talk about like Biggest Loser and shows like that. As a personal trainer, and assuming the person's already been 
checked out by a doctor and it's okay for them to do things. How do you go about, I mean, what, what steps do you take? Have you ever had to train somebody who had a lot of weight to lose? And if not, if you had somebody walk in and say, you know, I gotta lose 150, 100 pounds, what, uh, how do you get them started? Uh, step by step, um, just like with anything, um, really, really getting down to the, the, um, the hard truth about that this isn't gonna be easy. It's gonna be hard just like anything and it's gotta be um, a day-to-day thing um, it's a journey it's yeah. it's not gonna happen quick it's not gonna be easy it's a total change a total lifestyle change and even for me um, changing from training 10 hours a week to 16 mm-hmm. it uh, people say oh well it's fine you know, no I go through all sorts of you know crap during the week and things that get in the way and you just got to say no and make time for it. You know, as far as for training, for good nutrition, you you know, you can't, you can slip every once in a while on the nutrition. If your body's craving something. Yeah. I mean, I've had a muffin here and there. Um, but you got to think long term. like think what's that going to do for me? You know, is it worth it? You know? And, and you got to think like, it's a whole, it's just, it's just changing habits and it takes a, a long time. I think they say like on average 21 days or 28 days to break a habit. Once you get in that habit, um, it's a lot easier to carry on and keeping it going. That's another thing. Yeah. So it's, um, it's day to day. It's a journey. Um, it's, it's not easy. Um, and, and just conveying that, you know, nothing, and I have to convey that every day to people who come in and take my class in rowing um, because rowing is a, a very technical thing. It looks easy. It seems easy. You see it on TV. It's not easy. It's probably one of the hardest things you can do. And it takes patience and, um, and technique to get it down. And for the people who want to take the time to do that and take the time to work on it and take the time day to day, then they're the ones that get the reward. You know, the ones that want the quick fix, you know, and there's something, uh, there's something interesting that someone said, and I think it's very true, um, about this whole lap band stuff and the surgical stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been a lot of issues recently. I haven't done the research, but I've heard from other friends and family and stuff like that, that people who do this, the, the lap band, the surgery stuff, it's just hiding their other addictions. So they may get that lap band, but they might go to um, alcoholism or some other addiction rather than just food or whatever it is. They'll probably go to another, another different addiction. So it's like it's really getting down to it and confronting it and changing the lifestyle. Yeah. And it's not I mean, it's freaking it's really hard. Um, I grew up with with. Uh, obviously an Olympic father, you know, Olympian in the family. I grew up with, it's, it's a whole life, you know, like of, of training and, and then nutrition I've just brought on a few years ago and changed that. That was not easy. Yeah. Um, and to keep it up, it's not easy. It's, and it's kind of expensive (laughs) to eat, unfortunately to eat well. And, you know, and it sucks. I mean, um, and, but you know, the reward is great if you can stick with it. Um, you'll feel better. You'll feel cleaner. You'll you'll feel more alive. Um, you won't feel as sluggish. I know it hurts, but you know 
And then there's Chris Swan, who was on the show, right. who was an Olympian. He brought up the point that we only have so many heartbeats in our lifetime. And if you're not working out, your average heartbeat goes is higher mm-hmm. on average than someone who's working out often. So therefore, you technically could die sooner. You know, I mean, and they just came out with that in the LA Times with that whole article about people who are active, at least somewhat during the week, that that they will, um, that they can, um, that they live longer on average five years longer. That was a big article in there. So, and that's that's what he's getting at is that there's there's so many other benefits. Yes, it hurts. Oh, yes, it takes time. Um, who has time for this anyway? Well, you're gonna pay for it later on. It's like insurance, and also, but, but beyond that, it's a it's a whole feeling you get. You get endorphins. You get this amazing feeling. There's not many people, if any, I know that work out and are depressed. <laughs> I mean, nobody. They're all their energy is all high, and we're all optimists. You know, optimistic, and um, obviously we have our lows, but our lows are very short term, and then we bounce right back. Yeah. So, how important is it? Uh... How difficult is it? Um, I know it's an individual thing, but for somebody like you who trains all the time and, and you know maintains a shape you know throughout the year, to bounce back after a few days of uh, not doing anything and maybe eating wrong or having a few cocktails and stuff like that, and then having the you know a lot of times what happens a lot of people who will you do that and you go okay I miss a couple of days you know I'll, I'll go back and then it just becomes. Next thing you know, they haven't been back in a month, yeah. they haven't been back in a year or whatever like that. How difficult is it for you? I'm sure anytime you do anything in a long period of time, there are times you just need a break. But how difficult is it for you to, to bounce back? Or do you ever take Yeah, a no, yeah, there is something said about that. I think there's some statistic out there that said um, for athletes who train, I think it was for rowing, actually, uh, rowing athletes who train throughout the year and do not take a a break or a week off mm-hmm. a year. And this is, you know, I mean, that's, that's pretty extreme, but that's their saying is that people who don't take a break will get hurt. You will get injured. Um, some, something like 95%. If you don't take a break, your body will break down eventually and, and you will get hurt yeah. and you'll go backwards. You'll go the other way. So it's important to take breaks. Um, if people take a week, um, a couple days, you know, every once in a while, that's fine, you know, and, um, it, it does hurt when you come back, but you come back faster if you have that base. Um, I wouldn't suggest, uh, a good example is that when I was training a few years ago, when I was first teaching classes, I used to teach Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Thursday morning. And then I have Thursday, basically day, night off Friday, Saturday, Sunday off came back on Monday, I felt like I, I felt like I'd push the, push the rewind button on a movie all the way back to the start. You know, it's like I felt like I was starting from scratch again. So you put a lot of stress on your body when you do that. So I t- try and tell people to schedule their workouts out and space them out. Don't count the hours per week when you train in one day or two days. Try and, you know, space them out three days a week, four days a week. If you're just starting out brand new, two days a week, three days a week is good. And then up from there. Um, you should have a day off, um, at least 24 hours off, if, even if you're an extreme athlete. 
um, a day off a week, you know, um, to let your body rest. If you don't let it rest, you're, you're just driving into the ground. Yeah. Um, I, I know that from experience because I, I, I train on my own versus the national team. Still on the national team, but I moved home. Trained half the time, went back east, and beat almost all the guys. At one point, my coach was furious because he ran those guys into the ground. I was out here having a great time, balanced lifestyle. Still worked hard, but smarter workouts. Yeah. Mentally was like on top of it and did really well. Um, you know, so yeah, space out your workouts, plan it out, schedule, and hold yourself accountable. Write them down in a book. Use an online program. Use weight, you know, Weight Watchers points. Take the Juice Plus, you know. Do the nutritional, um, uh, you know, eat well. Nutrition's everything. Well, you know, that's a good point for me that brought up. Only have a few minutes left, but you know, when people talk about you know, this talk about calorie intake, um, and I don't think a lot of times the people taking uh, they say, "Well, I need to lose weight, or I need to maintain this weight, so I need to eat this many calories." A day that they don't take into account their activity level. I've been uh, recently watching a, a BBC series and a guy who uh, set the Guinness record for riding his bike around the world. Um, so he was averaging a, a, over 100 miles a day uh, for 186 days. I think he said in that period of time he only had eight days off the bike. But he said he had to maintain a t- calorie intake of about 6,000 calories a day. Wow! Just yeah. To keep and and. Uh, otherwise, his body would start breaking down. Right. But that's because of the activity level. Um, do you find that a lot of times when uh, you're talking to athletes or when you're training people, they, they correlate the two? I know a lot of times people say, well, I just eat because whenever I'm hungry or I ate whenever I, I feel I need to eat and stuff like that. And then some programs or, or advice you get is eat every three hours. Uh, but it's never amount. And a lot of times you don't hear of the balance of protein to carbohydrates or the number of calories you need based on your activity. Well, fortunately, the technology is getting better, and there's stuff out there that does it kind of for you. Uh-huh. Um, with these, like, I used to work for Goo Energy Gel uh-huh. in Berkeley, um, and Goo is a byproduct of, of Power Bar. Um, the guy who they had put in charge at Power Bar, which is in Berkeley. Um, was supposed to make the power gel, but he is like, you know what, I can make this better, and branched off and did his goo and started in 1995. And I worked for them for three years while I was in college. Now, their product, they have the right, you know, ratio of carbohydrates, protein, calories, and stuff in one shot. So they tell you every 45 minutes or every 45 minutes of activity or every 30 minutes of activity, take this, you know, goo. So, it is different, though, with different workouts. Like, what if you're rowing hard, or what if you're biking, you know, six hours? The, the thing with cycling outdoors, too, you don't sweat because the wind's blowing on you. Yeah. I mean, you do. You do sweat if, right. it's, if it's hot, but you don't feel it as much. So, you're, it's almost like it's tricking you. And so, you don't know when you're dehydrated until it's too late. So, you have to automatically know based off of time like when I'm training for these rides luckily I can on experience I know I time and sometimes it goes past the time like oh shoot and I gotta take my electrolytes pills my salt pills 
and also water and goo or whatever every hour because I have to be on top of it to balance it out. Um, there are, yeah, I mean, every, but every hour or every half hour, 45 minutes, you should be taking something. Um, but like I said, there's stuff out there already that most, most of the stuff out there is pretty good and pretty balanced out already. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a balance. It's a, and it's like a game of chess and there's a lot of people that, that, um, you know, push themselves further and, you know, don't want to eat and that it, it's a, it's a big problem in the, in the Ironman actually. Yeah. And I, I, I think I've been lucky the past few times. I haven't really pushed it that hard though. This time I'm going to push it a little harder. Um, but it's, it's super, a balance between what do you eat, what do you intake, and your body feels it. But the whole thing with hydration, that's is super important too, because your body doesn't have a fuel level for that. It's like either too late or too full. You know? There's no in between really, so you have to kind of gauge that. But it's it's tricky. Um, so really, I guess what it comes down to is listen to your body, drink automatically throughout workouts don't think about it don't wait till you get thirsty I know people have heard that before and then eat when um when you when you need to or when you're especially when you're feeling down I mean don't wait that long right you know I think we have a better gauge in our bodies as far as eating but drinking not really yeah so very good excuse me no any uh any word of advice for people for the upcoming weekend um yeah, just have fun. Enjoy the weather here in California. It could be always could be worse, right? I mean, um, could have some you know storms. It's mid mid November. It's sunny. It's perfect weather today. Nice and cool. And uh, enjoy the weather. Get out. Go for a walk. Stay active. Um, you know, try and start if you're starting with nothing. Try and start with thirty minutes of walking a day, or get on the bike and take a spin class. Yeah. Sit in the back. You know, yeah. do your thing. Don't don't feel like you have to be a pro. Um, anything you do, just take it easy. Don't try and figure it out in one day. Yeah. Like what is that? Life's the marathon. It's not a sprint. It's not a sprint, exactly. <laughs> those are words from Ice Cube. I mean, one of his rap songs. You know? So yeah. Um, so yeah, just take it as that. And uh, last but not least, going into the, the, the holiday week. Um, you know, a lot of times people kind of gear up for holidays and then they trash themselves during the holidays and, and whatnot. What are, are any quick advice about, uh, leading, it, leading up to the holidays? Yeah. Just try to, uh, try to, uh, be consistent with your nutrition. Um, just don't overload it. Um, I mean, try and just stick to one plate. <laughs> I, I know it's easy to kind of go back for seconds, thirds, whatever, but um, enjoy it, but in moderation. I know the holidays, you kind of, you know, you let loose, whatever, it's fine, it's great, but um, try to not get carried away. You know, with all, there's a lot of parties out there. Pace it out, you know, but try, as long as you can keep the workouts going and stay active, that's that's good, and if you fall off a little bit, it's fine, but... You know, I'm all about just taking it in stride, you know, staying healthy, feeling good, looking good, and that's it, so, you know. Good enough. Yeah, man. and treat others how you want to be treated. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, Jack, people like to find you on what, what websites? 
uh, powerhousefit.com and um, you, you can see our class schedule and we have uh, yoga, our indoor rowing, boot camp, Zumba and our Evo cycling which is our new um, indoor cycling program. Which is pretty tough and I've only uh, tried it once. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the bike moves side to side and um, we have two locations in Long Beach with all sorts of different uh, class times so come on in and um, we'll help you get you set up we do nutrition shakes too after class some of the classes I teach so um, it's an added benefit it's free um, with the program and uh, there's all different kinds of options so very cool yeah. and the phone number uh, 562-688-1716 excellent thanks a lot Jack yeah it's another edition of The Power of Fitness with Jack Nunn and until next week have a great weekend we'll see you then Thanks.